Hello and welcome to Cool Time Life. I'm your host, Steve Prentice. Let's talk about attention span. What is your attention span? How long do you think you can focus on something before you need to move along to something else? This is a component of your metabolism, your mental metabolism, and your attention span may not be as long as you think it should be, or would like it to be, but that doesn't mean that it's bad. I'll take myself as an example. When I am doing my writing, my research, my preparations for speeches, whatever I'm currently working on as self-directed work, I know that I have an attention span of about 15 minutes before I need to move on to something else. Now that doesn't sound like a really great recipe for doing things by the hour, but what I have discovered for myself is a two-minute data break. A two-minute break to go and read the news headlines on Twitter, uh, or just simply on a news website, is enough for me to step away from my work for two minutes, refresh my brain, refresh my entire outlook, and then go back to the work at hand for another 15 minutes. This on-again, off-again approach to work fits my attention span perfectly and allows me to regain the momentum that I'm being paid to basically exert. So I ask you to consider the same thing. What is your attention span? It is not wrong to need to move away from your work on a regular basis. In fact, it's the kind of thing that guarantees a much greater level of excellence, correctness, accuracy, and productivity. You cannot expect your brain or body to continue working at the standard level of 100% attention or 100% exertion all the time. We move up and down throughout the day and throughout the hour. So think about your attention span. How do you work well? What do you need to do? Do you need to stand and move around on a regular basis? Do you need a squeeze ball or something to direct energy while you are working? Take time to think about what makes you feel more comfortable and bring that into your workplace. You have the right to do this and this becomes the recipe for your excellence and your capacity to focus, negotiate, and survive the day in a healthy fashion. Similar to this concept is the notion of decompression. The second image that I have on the show notes page for this episode, which again is steveprentice.com, click on my podcast, you'll see the show notes page right there, is an image of the Blacklight Aquarium Room at Google. Now, this is a wonderful concept, which represents not just simply Google, but many organizations that have built their management approach, as well as their buildings, from the ground up. And they focus on the fact that people do indeed need to decompress in order to do better. Now, this image, if you're not able to see it right now, is basically just a picture of a bunch of people crashed out in lazy boy chairs and bathtubs in a dark room lit by black lights with aquariums everywhere. So they stare at the fish and relax. And my question to my audience is always, is this a good use of company time? Some will say no, and some will say yes. But the point is, this isn't here for people to go to sleep, sleep through the afternoon, or burn off a hangover. This is how the brain decompresses. Think about what Google makes as a product. They make information, and they need really creative people to do that. You don't get creative, whether it is working for Google or working for any company. You do not get creative by simply staring at a blank sheet of paper or a blank Microsoft Word screen or PowerPoint deck. Creativity doesn't come from this. In fact, the opposite happens. Your brain compresses under pressure. Think about a bathroom sponge for a moment. If you took a sponge and you compressed it in your hand, it would become really, really small. Once you let go of that sponge, it would re-expand back out to its original size. Your thinking brain is similar to this in the fact that when it is under pressure, when it is under stress, it compresses, which means that creative thought has very little space in which to work. 
So anytime you can decompress, whether it is having a company that is generous enough to create something like a blacklight aquarium room, or something more humble and pragmatic, like simply taking a walk around your building on a nice spring day, or any day for that matter, looking up at the sky, listening to the birds, and thinking of nothing. When you think of nothing, your brain has a chance to re-expand and grow back into the absolute excellent machine of, of creativity that it is supposed to be. Decompression is an essential component of getting things done correctly. Once again, it depends entirely on your metabolism as to how fast and how effectively this happens, but it's pretty much guaranteed that every living person has the same issue, that a stressed brain cannot work as well as a decompressed brain. So my challenge to you is how can you decompress in order to ensure that you get the most from your thinking brain and your working body? This is a matter of saying that five minutes or even two minutes spent decompressing yields an hour's worth of top quality work. That's a very powerful ratio. Not doing this and simply soldiering on yields an hour plus five minutes of mediocre work, which doesn't mean the same kind of quality gets to your end customer. Decompression keeps things in check. Now, as we move through the day, you get through the afternoon, get through the doldrums, resist perhaps taking a handful of candies at that 2.30 trough period and replace it with perhaps sparkling water, some natural light, and one or two of the candies, not ten. These are the kinds of things that will give you the energy to get through to the end of your day. The commute home, whether it's driving, taking mass transit, cycling, walking, or simply taking the stairs from your home office, is another opportunity for decompression and stepping over that line, that line from work to home life, which allows the start of the melatonin process to bring healthy sleep into your physical self. Sleep is the single greatest ingredient towards quality work the next day. We will have an episode entirely dedicated to sleep coming up very shortly, but the key point here is that quality sleep is based on melatonin being introduced into your bloodstream, and melatonin is triggered first by the perception of the sun moving to the horizon, but secondly by the awareness that work has been replaced by home life. This is the 24-hour you. You want to be on, you want to be productive during your working hours, that's great. You identify when those ideal working hours are, whether they are the traditional 9 to 5 structure, or if you can perhaps negotiate something more flexible and more in line with your particular metabolism and family or life requirements. But there comes a time when you have to step over this line and declare work over for the day. This is very difficult, considering the fact that we have our devices with us 24-7 and emails and other stimuli come in at any time. So once again, going back to the concept of metabolism, which is what this podcast is all about, remember that your metabolism is also built to respond to urgencies, unknown signals and cues that may, in the wild at least, signal danger. In our more civilized environment, it symbolizes the same thing, but it comes disguised as an email or a text message. It stimulates your body back into action at a time when it should be winding down towards healthy sleep. So remember, your metabolism isn't just simply about eating and exercise. It's also about the way that your instincts respond to external stimuli. By stepping over the line, moving from work to home life, whatever home life is defined as for you, this generates the smooth slide into healthy sleep. Tomorrow you wake up ready, able, and willing 
to not only put in your best work for another day, but to consciously control the demands of your metabolism through the choice of foods that you have for breakfast and for lunch, and the choice of every other activity you do throughout that day. The bottom line here is the metabolism is hardwired into your system. You can fine-tune it, but it requires a conscious awareness and willingness to do so. This is how things get done successfully. This is what the cool time life is all about. So look at your metabolism and think once again, what would you do if time was entirely yours to do with as you please? How would you work in that situation? Take that lesson and move it into your real life. Explain it to those who need to hear it and make it a habit Make it a reality that you can maintain and continue and observe just how well your body and mind respond when you work according to your own metabolism. So there you have it, our little podcast on your metabolism. So once again, the show notes to this episode are available at steveprentice.com. That's S-T-E-V-E-P-R-E-N-T-I-C-E.com. Just click on my podcast and you'll find this. Um, you can also drop me a line, of course, anytime through the contact form on that same page. If you have a comment about the show or a question or something you'd like to listen to in a future edition, please do let me know. You can follow me on Twitter, which is at Stephen Prentice, S-T-E-V-E-N-P-R-E-N-T-I-C-E. The theme music to Cool Time Life was obtained through podcastthemes.com and the show was sponsored by the Bristol Group, providers of time management, project management and business communications training for our busy working world. So until next time, I'm Steve Prentice. Thanks for listening. <laughs>